0: If you're a fan of heavy metal, then you should have the CMS Network app on your phone. With five great shows featuring all the best artists in heavy metal of all genres, as well as streaming radio, video on demand, and of course heavy metal television, the CMS Network app is the app you should have. Just go to your app store and do a search for CMS Network, and you'll just install it and you will have all the metal you'll ever need. Stop surfing around for it. It's all right here on the CMS Network app. Chris Aiken presents and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And joining me today is uh the other Chris in rock and roll, the <laughs> the the main guy behind uh TSO, I'll say, and uh the main guy behind Spirits of Fire, back with their second release called Embrace the Unknown. And he's here to talk about it right now. It is the mighty guitarist Chris Caffrey. Chris, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, Chris. How are you doing out there?
0: I am good, man. It's um it's good to hear new music from you. It's um I i was surprised when i got the spirits of fire and it had a new singer but um you know because i hadn't really seen that that was coming but um great record man love it
1: thank you yeah that um was kind of a little bit of a surprise to me too i mean we were going to uh the beginning of 2020 i got off the road and i got a email from frontiers and they said are you into doing another spirits of fire record and i'm like yeah absolutely and then about two weeks later i got the email that uh ripper and them parted ways so they said are you still into doing the record and I'm like if you get a great singer I mean we make a great record I mean I didn't want to not make an album so um I just kept writing I think at that point I I kind of figured that there would be a little bit of a pressure to have something good you know you don't want to you don't want to follow up a record with a worse record anyway but you know when you have somebody like Ripper that was was departing what we were doing I um I wanted to make sure that I I could do everything I could to make the record A really good one so we we got fabio came on board that was a recommendation of frontiers and it it really wound up being a very cool list in this record it's a great metal record and i'm really proud of it
0: sure well and, and the interesting thing from hearing fabio on this record is you really captured something that i've never heard him do before i mean he's really gritty sounding and not You know, most of the time, you know, the Rhapsody stuff is all operatic type stuff for the most part. And you got you captured a much grittier sound from him. Um, Was that just him or was that kind of your direction where you said, hey, man, you got to muscle it up a little bit or or how did that happen? That was him. I mean, I on this record, I wrote the music. You
1: know, the last record I wrote a lot of um, the first four songs in particular, I wrote basically all of everything on my own. This one. I wanted to focus on my guitars, and they were working. You know, the the producer and and Aldo and and, and Fabio they got together and they did this. So it was them both working together. I wasn't in the studio. They were in Italy when this vocals were done. I was in America. Obviously, we weren't traveling together in the pandemic. And I think that um, I was pleasantly surprised you know he he did something to me that sounds like you know this guy just having he had that tool and he went to use it and he had fun with it i played this record to a lot of people when it was finished and people like you that have had years and years and years of experience of hearing different bands and singers and nobody was able to guess who this was right which was was really cool and i i think he did something you know he rose to the the occasion i haven't really had that conversation with him but you know you're doing something that, that someone like Ripper is one of the greatest metal singers we've had of our, our, our generation. It's like, I, I I think that he probably knew that the, you know, that there was going to be a challenge there to do something very metal with this. And he rose up to that. I, I listened to this record and it falls into like top five or 10 of my favorite metal releases I've done in my career. I've been on over 100 records. And this one is is right up there next to the Dr. Butcher and the Metallium record as being something that I just think is a real fun metal record and and a lot of that is what fabio did with those vocals
0: sure and, and you know i i mean not and i certainly don't want to rip on ripper at all because he's he's a personal <laughs> friend as well yeah, exactly as a, me too so it's, you, you know but i think that just the volume of work that he does which you know he he's one of the hardest working guys out there you know he's in 400 bands i think that almost limits everything that he's in in a way because if people don't like the first thing they hear, it's always like, well, I'll wait two months and there'll be another Ripper album, you know, where I, I think by you having F- Fabio in, you know, he's not, he's not as, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. He's, he's not as in the public eye, which, which kind of makes it a little more special. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it does it. It's funny, but there are other
1: projects that he does as well. So people will say that he plays or sings in a lot of things. I think it's just a matter of what people you know, are around or surrounded with with sure. people, but I think the um exposure that people have had to Fabio at this style is right. So, well, you know, it's it's not there. So not only did you know people who may not have heard him basically being saying in the United States, because in Italy or South South America, where where anger is from, I mean, there's places where he's very well known, but people are hearing him here. Some people for the first time, you know, and and other. Other people that heard him on the way they did are here hearing him like this for the first time. So I was really excited with it. Like I said, I was playing it to people going, well, it sounds like Dickinson, and you could kind of hear a little of this guy, but they couldn't, not one person guessed sure. this was, <laughs> which I thought was really amazing. And as they've listened to the whole record, you hear it, I mean, he you can hear his original style come out when he, in certain songs here and there, but for the most part, he really... I think came into a character. I, I always say that he put the metal to the pedal with this one, you know, and he just really became the uh the singer of Spirits of Fire. He put this metal version of him into it, and it's it was brilliant. I I love what he did. Sure, definitely.
0: Now now, Chris, I I, I follow you on Facebook and following along as you were recording the record on Facebook, it really seemed like this became your your escape from the pandemic there was during the whole time that you were doing the record there were two things that that you saw you either saw you in a in a studio playing guitars or you saw you walking through the woods those were the kind of two things that it seemed like you were doing so was this record for you kind of that i'm not on tour i'm not working what do i do let me make music you know anti-pandemic thing for you well i mean if you know my Schedule
1: usually, fortunately, I was touring towards the end of the year a lot of times anyway. So right. I, I do my records through January and, and the summer, but I didn't realize how much time I was going to have. And there was no other live shows, but it definitely mm-hmm. gave me a, a musical focus. Now, other times I had mixed doing Spirits and a solo record together at the same time. This one, I was like, this is all I'm going to do. I want to do this for this record and write songs for this record so that it's, you know, it's like, Oh, if I don't use this song, it's going to wind up on the next Chris Caffrey record. I did one song that's sick of this shit song that I did for myself (laughs) in the, uh, in the pandemic. I think that was my one pandemic recording, but with this, I really, like I said, I wanted to just make a really cool metal record and I wanted it to have, you know, uh, a positive impact to the fans. And like I said, you know, we, with with Ripper, I, I knew that there was gonna be a challenge to be made to have something that people were, were going to listen to this. And that was, you know, not that I was looking to, to stop people thinking about Ripper, but I was looking for people to listen to this and go, wow, I like this. Sure. And that's what I think we accomplished with it, where it just, it took the focus away from like a, um turning this into a a blabbermouth episode to being a new record you know right. it's, it's now the new Spirits of Fire record and this is who's on it and this is what it is and sure. that's what I think I wanted to do with it I wanted to put my focus on my guitars and I really did a lot of guitar work on this record you know I, I layered three different guitars two tracks per record so there's six tracks of rhythm on every song I wanted to make a wall And I really focused in on, I did my guitars after the drums. Like I wrote the songs and sent the drums out to the producer and says Mark Zonder and Zonder played. And then I put my final guitars on his drums where I was kind of rehearsing to them and making parts that fit along with his fills and rewriting my own stuff to marry it. So it was kind of like a way that this became more of a band that rehearsed these songs in the sense that I married... Him as a drummer, as opposed to him just playing to my guitars and then a bass going on top. I think altogether this, you know, cohesively just blocks together like a band did it. It's weird. We were all in different parts of the world, but when you listen to this record, it really sounds like a band. Which I, I love about it. So, you know, I I think that everybody had their focus that they did during the pandemic. My main thing was to stay healthy because I. I take care of my mom and I didn't want to bring something home that was going to harm her so yeah I didn't have any plans to go anywhere and I just did this up until we did the TSO live stream that's pretty much all I did last year and then you know the music got put in and finished and you know I I produced and recorded all my guitars and our producer really the only thing with the guitars he had done was um, he wanted a better acoustic sound of one thing so I actually wound up changing which guitars I recorded for that and then there was a couple songs where he was like it was funny he was being cute about it I was like I don't know I don't want to disrespect you but I think you could have done better solos in these three songs so it's right. kind of, you know I I listened to it and I'm like yeah maybe these do suck so I <laughs> and uh I outdid myself in a couple songs doing solos on it and I think that um. You know, I've, I never really, even with my own solo records, I'm a guitar player, I did solo records, and I focused more on choruses and vocals on my, on my soul. So I didn't, I, this one, I was like, I'm going to be Chris Capri, the guitar player, beginning to end of this record. And that was something that I think that the pandemic kind of really helped, too, because I had the time. And the you know the focus on that it's what I did you know I came in the house and I can't handle too many hours at once my ears and my brain get tired but you know, <laughs> right you get a good four hours out of me in there and I had to lock these guitars together and that's kind of how I was handling it
0: sure now you you know you mentioned the production and um it was produced by Aldo Lenoble Lenoble who I, I think is one of the hotter producers right now for metal you know with the with your record and with the sweet oblivion record and um, his own band, obviously secret spear um, talk a little bit about working with him. Cause he seems to be kind of an up and comer that not a ton of people know yet, but he's capturing a lot of great sound that on, on a lot of these frontiers releases. Yeah. He's a really?
1: He's a good gem for, for them and for metal. He's got great ears. He's got a great sense of, um, Actually, I think you know which songs fit and marry things and hes he's a really 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 good writer too I mean he put into his little things into all the vocals on this and um you know he wrote Zach's um solo record that Zach Stevens had done for for uh yeah, the the Archon Archon angel, angel. Yeah. yeah yeah he had written the music for that and um he just has a good sense you know if if, if they're looking for something to sound a certain way he knows what it is but the one thing i did do with this record which i was kind of a butthead about was he sent me a song or two of his music writing for this and i squashed it getting (laughs) because i was like look and i went right back to what i thought was the pressure that was going to be there for this record and i'm going this record is going to come out and people are going to think what they're going to think. And it's going to sink or swim on what I'm going to do as far sure. as my music, my base of this music. So if somebody's going to say it sucks, I want it to be my fault. You know, and I, I said, I'm going to lay it down here that I want to write the music for this record. You know, there was a couple of Roy Z songs on the first record and that was cool. But I mean, it was like one of these things where, you know, I'm not, I didn't want to approach this like a project band, I wanted to just be mm-hmm. a band, and of the band that I'm in, you know, not to be a, a jerk about it, but I wanted to write the music. And I was like, I am going to be what people I'm going to be helping to make something people are going to like or people don't like. And I was happy with the uh, the, the first part of that came out, you know, it became a very like I said, cohesive thing, the way that the vocals married, what I was doing and the sound and the style, everything fit together. And it, it's, it, it sounds like a really fun metal record. You know, I'm not sure. calling it the greatest record of all time, but it's a fun listen. You can put it on from front to back and, and, uh, and really enjoy it. And I am proud of that. Sure.
0: Now I'll ask the million dollar question that if you actually have an answer for, you might be smarter than all of us, but um, will you be able to tour it? Or do you have to kind of wait and see with day to day?
1: Here's the thing with that. Now, I'd love to tour it, but I'm still watching this cruise went down. This tour got from February to October. This tour moved to 2023. Now, you have this new project, the band, that's never played live. It's going to cost money to get us together. It's going to cost money to rehearse. It's going to cost money to make up merchandise. It's, you know, tour dates, June 10th through 28th and somewhere and all the dates on the back of it and the screens get printed everything's done and all of a sudden it all winds up in a box right so it's like until I know for sure that if we book dates it's going to be dates that we could do I don't even think it's wise to, to try you know it's like mm-hmm. we like I said we need to rehearse the spam we need to put time into what's going on we need to all get into one space so you have to have flights booked you have to have hotels but and and all that Takes startup costs and money, and and then you're gonna turn around and take know that there is a possibility that might not happen, and until right. you know, for sure, you know I'm not taking anything for granted. You know we were fortunate to do TSO in, in live stream and live form, but tours were shutting down while we were touring. I mean
0: uh-huh.
1: we we were very what uh, was well, focused on on making it through that tour and doing what we needed to do, but it wasn't easy, and and until. I think that everybody could feel secure saying that that's the smart decision. It's it's not a band that's played. So there's a sure. lot of prep I could put together, you know, shows with people I've played with before and and we could basically rehearse at home and meet up and do a sound check for a couple ideas but that can't happen with this. Right. You know, so it needs time and I think that the safest thing to do is just to get us to a point where you can absolutely say okay, we're going to play these shows.
0: Sure. So, which that who knows sense. when
1: that will be exactly, but you know, right? I mean, and if you find out that this is the new norm, that it's always a chance that something might get canceled, then I think you, you will take that assumed risk. But right now, until, until I know for sure where we're at, I think I'm going to wait a little bit before I try sure. to pull the trigger on shows.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and, and it is, it's so it's, I keep seeing these tours that get announced and, and I'll just tell you as a consumer, It's almost impossible for me to go and buy tickets because it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, do I want to go see the Exodus death angel show? show? Yes, I do. Is it going to really happen? Well, it didn't once, you know, so do I obligate again? You know, it's that whole, it's, it's a weird time. I mean, it just is a weird time, but anyway,
1: I tell that that to everybody. I'm, I I tell people like, you know, I could have woke up yesterday and and said, Hey, Chris, I had the, freaking weirdest dream ever we were out on tour and you know when we got off stage we had to put masks on and there was a we were in a pandemic and we we didn't have backstage and we ran to our tour buses and went to our hotel rooms and we never went out and we hid from everybody until we got on stage it's like that weird dream is happening yeah you know, like in order to get through it you have to protect it i mean you know it, it's a lot of money to get like i said bands out on the road and if you're careless you could spread this thing to the whole entire thing and and then you have to shut down and you know that was the thing i was the most proud of that everybody involved with tso from top to bottom i mean we went out there and we focused you know we had a a set which was a to make sure that we got the fans to see what they wanted to see and be a part of their 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 holidays and and their winter with what we always did and to keep Paul's music and, and legacy alive. And the O'Neill family really came to bat with us with our management to put it together. But, you know, our main thing was once you leave, you have the crew, you have the hotels, you have the pyro, you have the laser mm-hmm. you have the lights, you have the sound, you have the catering, you have the merchandise, you have all these people that are on your back. Right. Right you shut down you harm all of them you know Mm -hmm. from top to bottom and so we all everybody that was a part of that tour we all just focused in on making sure that we did what we needed to do to get through it successfully and it was definitely i always tell people that tour was exactly the same as a tour but completely different you (laughs) did what we needed to do and i was very proud of it you know it's, it's a it's a weird time, you know. We we're experiencing something. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little over fifty right now. I, I don't think that, other than you know, you had a 9-11 and you had earthquakes and you had tears. Sure. I don't think we've had, you know, I didn't really live through a lot of weirdness on this level. You right. Know, people that went through world wars, we got a lot of our wars, especially that we experienced in the United States, were while we was alive, were over somewhere right. else. You know, when the So it was kind of one of these things where not necessarily we were cradled but we had you know separate adventures but this has been definitely different you know that i always i feel it you know sometimes it almost makes you cry because i think about the kids the little kids that that have to deal with this and i i just pray we get out of it fast enough so it doesn't really become that much of a part of how they had to grow up right with life this way because it affects everybody around them their watch their you know their parents or their parents friends or people really affect their lives and get stressed out by it too so it's like psychologically a lot of weight on people but you know we're we're i, I think we're heading in, a, in the right direction and i just always stay positive on it that that we sure. can just move forward and uh you know, you, human beings got to We we have a lot to be be proud of in the way I think. In some ways, how we we made it to to get through this because, like I said, we didn't really have this. So you don't really know uh-huh. how to tell people to react with something that you've never dealt with. It's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. So and I don't know, like I said, with with the the gang that I had out there, that we all had with CSO. It was a lot to be proud of the way that we we just set focus to 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 have that set goal. We're arriving here just rehearse and we're going to leave when this is done and we did it and it was a really it was a fun and and uh really fulfilling adventure
0: sure definitely now chris um another year goes by which means the annual sabotage speculation has started once again i'm not going to ask you the sabotage question because i don't ask questions that are 25 years old i will ask you however and it's something i've thought about every time i see it does the press's never-ending asking you about sabotage stunt the growth of your own projects, of your projects outside of it? Because people put the expectation on sabotage instead of putting the expectation on the Chris Caffrey solo stuff, or Spirits of Fire, or TSO. Not not the TSO's ever been hurt, but you 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 know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I
1: ask the same questions the press does. I've wanted to do a sabotage record since. 2002 so i mean there's not any questions that they have or you have that i don't i mean you know sabotage is uh i always say we're, we're sleep because the band never broke up we never stopped I always people who say chris gaffrey ex sabotage well we never broke up you know we just right. stopped you know we're we're very slow moving i always say sabotage is like haley's comet you know it's like it's coming around eventually and and I would I would love to see it happen i mean the fact that we Actually, have spoken and wrote music and combined things as an advance. So people obviously like blabbermouth, Chris Caffrey is you know more positive about sabotage than ever. I'm like, well, no, <laughs> that's right. because there was absolutely nothing to be positive about. You know, it's like right. So that would make me more positive than ever if, if I was doing nothing for twenty years and then last year, me and John wrote a song. It's like, yeah, I'm a hell of a lot more positive than I was two years ago. So. I would hope I mean as far as what it does to my projects I it, it um I think it it made me put some music aside that I might have used for my own projects okay. now that I put sideways and I'm like okay these ones are ones I played the John that he said yes I like this so there's probably four or five ideas that I had that could have made it to my next solo record that may still make it to a solo record but right now they're in the the vault right. <laughs> so they're sitting there so next up the bat it's like right. that relief pitcher that sits there you've never used but we'll we'll hopefully it, it gets used and we'll see like i i don't have the answers that you know i, I wish i did it's it's one sure. of the things that you know i think time is going on and, and everybody would love to see or hear something and and um you know, we'll see what happens. There, there right. there's no definite answer to it. There never has been. So when she sure. go, "Chris Caffrey said it's not," like Chris Cavity was just talking. You cut and pasted parts of my sentences and made a headline. It's like I didn't say that. I right? You no, know, I'm I'm a sabotage fan like all you guys. I'd love to see a new record tomorrow, and then it'll be like Chris says there will be a new sabotage record tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Chris
0: said he would love to see Chris Cavery would love to put out a new sabotage. Yeah, that's of course i said that 20 (laughs) years ago right (laughs) no question man well i'll tell you what since we can't depend on that today we definitely can depend on spirits of fire embrace the unknown is the new release um it um is it out yet or when does it come out
1: this comes out february 18th okay so there's two videos out which the second one for uh, Into the Mirror, mm-hmm. that um, is actually approaching 160,000 YouTube views in, right. in 10 days, which is pretty cool. So um, it comes out then. The vinyl, I think, comes out a little bit later because of just the difficulty getting the the manufacturing done at the same time. But um, it comes out then. And, and uh, so far, everybody seems to really be digging it. I can't wait for everybody to hear the whole record because this is definitely one that um, front to back has a lot of really fun songs. So. Sure. I'm excited for that very yeah, it's cool coming out soon
0: excellent well one more time the name of the album is embrace the unknown it is spirits of fire it's chris Caffrey, and um chris uh, as always been thanks for joining me here on uh chris Your presents
1: no no it's great to be here and, and like you said embrace the unknown that should be the uh the advice to all the sabotage fans too <laughs> not only is that the new spirits of fire record title it's my advice to everybody that decides they want to put up quotes about me and sabotage. Embrace the unknown, (laughs) because I have.
0: (laughs) Perfect. When it's time to rock, it's time to tune in to Crash Course Radio. Featuring the very best of the heavier music, from Slayer to Clutch to Fear Factory, it's all in one place, Crash Course Radio. To tune into Crash Course Radio, simply visit www.cmsradio.net. You can also tune in on the CMS Network app by opening the app, clicking the musical notes at the top right corner, and selecting Crash Course Radio from our stations. All the best heavy music is there, So you should be too. Ditch the commercial radio and make Crash Course Radio your everyday station.